Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hi, and welcome to Toontown Public Works. Uh, I'm actually not really a fan of the actual tagline that we have currently. It's like, Cartoons so cheap they're free, but I I don't know I, I think we should probably change that. Well, we kind of just we kind of just threw that together. It was improvised, and I think that it's easy to revise. Cartoons yeah. so free, a- we're cheap. Well, that's it. That's the one. Wow, I can't believe well, it. We'll be billionaires. Yeah, yeah perfect. Uh, we're uh, anyways. I am HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Cirque the cat. Hi. Uh, so okay. Uh. Uh, I actually have something to talk about, uh, once for, like, the cartoon news stuff, uh, but does anyone else have anything else to say first, or? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. I got a big old uh, goose egg here. Wait, what? Uh, Did you hurt yourself? Yes, it was, it was very painful, but I'm proud of myself. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you, uh, and I hope that you, uh, raise a beautiful egg. Yeah, um, good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so... I saw the Emoji Movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That yeah, you were going to do that. I remember Honestly, that nightmare you brought on yourself. Yeah, like nobody told me to do this. In fact, everyone that I told them that I was going to do this told me not to do this. Uh, and uh, one of the major reasons was don't give them money. Well, I'll have you know, uh, fellow uh, listeners, or rather, not fellow listeners. Well, I guess I am technically listening to myself, but. Uh, that I did not pay to go see it myself. Uh, I actually bought a ticket for Spider-Man because I was too embarrassed to say one for the Emoji Movie, please. <laughs> Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. I'm a narc. I'm sorry. Oh no! I have oh, to. No. I have to oh. narc you out. That, it's my no. job. Oh no! I'm going to prison. Uh, yeah. Save me. <laughs> uh, Goodbye, but no, actually. like it's basically the same thing I did with the Sausage Party movie because. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, I was just... It, it wasn't necessarily, like, uh, oh, I don't want to give them any of my money. Because, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But I think the big thing is just that I was so embarrassed to say to a real human being, one ticket for the Emoji movie. <laughs> like, I on d- opening I, night. On opening night. <laughs> I did pay full price to see Sausage Party. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. At one point. <laughs> Well, okay, so it was it was the type of thing where I didn't want to watch it, and I just I had zero plans to, and right. uh, and a, a friend of mine invited me, and so I kind of had to measure it out of my head. Like, what do I what do I value more? Not seeing a bad movie, or uh, spending time with the people I care about? And I uh, chose I, I chose I chose B and when the movie was over I discovered that I should have chosen A. <laughs> that was like that was maybe no 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 like bar bar none without a single modicum of, of doubt. I think uh, Sausage Party is the worst movie I've ever seen. KC, you should have taken the yeah. third option. Sever. Sever? Sever. Sever. I guess that's always an option too. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Well here's the thing. Uh, okay, people have already talked a lot about why this movie's bad and all those dumb things about it and the stupid plot, so I'm not going to get too heavy on that because there's a lot of people who have talked about that. Um, I am going to say 
that it's a really bad movie, and I do not recommend anyone to see it because it's not a movie that's funny bad. It's just boring and kind of gross at times. But, I mean, like, not in an interesting way. Like, here's the thing. I think Sausage Party is a way worse movie, and I honestly regret seeing Sausage Party to a degree. But at the same time, I think I would recommend people watching Sausage Party more than the Emoji movie, only because at least stuff happens in uh, in uh, Sausage Party. So, uh, but but even what then, you're I think is Emoji movie is a black hole of time. Yeah, like it was. It, it didn't feel forever long or anything like that, but it did feel like I was, like, it's one of the few times in my life where I was sitting in a theater and I was thinking, I am wasting my time. I didn't even pay money to see it, and I felt like I was wasting my time. Okay, so it's it's bad, it's bad not like Troll 2 is bad, but it's bad like an Excel spreadsheet is bad. Yeah, like a, like a, like, it's like, like a, yeah. Like a, a bad TED talk <laughs> would it, be. It's, it's, it's irredeemable of any sort of quality whatsoever. Like, all the jokes aren't even, like, funny bad. They're just lazy. Like, there's, there's a... Okay, Patrick Stewart plays the poop emoji, which I actually... A lot of people are like, why did you do this, Patrick Stewart? It's actually kind of perfect, because Patrick Stewart would totally play the poop emoji, like, no matter what, because, like... He he fucking loves Beavis and Butthead for God's sake. Like that's one of his favorite shows of all time. So of course he played the poop emoji. So and you know what? For what he does in that movie, and they always he's on all the posters, but he does freaking nothing. You know what? Him. I think William Shatner would play the poop emoji because he's full of shit. <laughs> oh, topical. Just putting it out there. Uh, 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 but <laughs> but no, like like the only thing that Patrick Stewart does in this movie is that there's a. Joe, like I mean, he he's basically a fancy sounding dude. Like he's like mm-hmm. the sophisticated guy, and he's the poop emoji. Of course, he's sophisticated, but he's never really there. Uh, the only thing he ever really does is one joke near the end, where he's sitting in the like a Starfleet chair and says "Red Alert," and that's it. <laughs> Hard, like that's, old- that's hardly a joke. It hardly that's even not- counts as a joke. It's it's not a joke. Like there's so many non jokes and. Okay, I'm just going to talk about the two movie, like, plot things that I never really hear people talk about. Because, like, I've, I've seen several reviews and overviews of this movie. There's something about Dropbox or something. Well, yes, Dropbox is the MacGuffin, basically, because they need to get the Dropbox because that's how they get on the cloud. And when they get on the cloud, they can be free and they don't have to conform to the realities of their phone with the world. Do they, do they really call it Dropbox? Is that no, like it's a, literally Dropbox. That's like it's, a, there's, it's like there's a, a bunch it's like of pride placement in the movie. Oh it no! Is, it is Dropbox, like literally Dropbox. Um, and uh, but no, so look at the two points. One, uh, so basic plot is that so after this uh, met emoji, like he's super expressive because that's a weird glitch apparently. Like apparently he has apparently it's just a genetic thing because his dad also has it. Spoilers or whatever, but like he's constantly has like, he's able to do different emotions other than the one he because like everyone else is programmed to be a specific emotion if they are like an emotion emoji like if they're laughing they're always laughing or whatever um but the man emoji he could do whatever he wants he's basically able to do all that and because he messed up the uh his emoji like messed up being scammed as an emoji once for like one text message they decide to kill him but here's the thing i 
Like, I have no idea if... Because, okay, the, the main villain is the first emoji, the smiley emoji, who is the... Like, she's basically, like, you know, the, the first... Because she's the first ever emoji or whatever. And she's this super chipper person who then is like, I'm going to kill this person, kill the man emoji for because he's endangering the rest of us. Uh, with, like, antivirus software or whatever. And, uh... And I just... I, I don't know, because I know that she had a meeting with a bunch of other emojis. And I don't know what she told them, because... First, like, it seems like, oh, they conspired to all say, hey, we're going to kill this guy. But then at the very end, she's going to kill the kill Matt in front of everyone because she's fed up with him and stuff like wants to make an example or whatever. And everyone, including the people in the meeting, is like, that's going too far. And it's like, so you're okay with this emoji being killed, just not in front of your face. No, it's deep. It's deep, man. All I know about the Emoji movie is that uh, the when I saw the trailer the first time, I thought the protagonist, the Matt Emoji, I thought he was played by Jason Manzukis because that was the voice that I heard. And I was like, oh, Jason, how could you? How could you sink this low? And no, I was so, I was so he, relieved he to find out it was well. actually just some huge misogynist. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, the guy who played yeah. Fred on Big Hero 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but anyways uh but then the other thing is this and speaking of misogyny uh so the female protagonist of this movie uh she is uh this uh hacker girl named uh oh, killscreen and uh, like she's she's the only name i actually really remember i remember okay gene is the met emoji and i don't know why the met emoji has a name gene when it seems like all the other emojis don't have names but whatever uh oh i get it because he has the genes to do whatever his whatever emotions it's his dad ha 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 okay whatever good um, joke good joke why is I, rachel ray in this movie what why in god's name is rachel ray in this movie I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. Let me just get to my point here, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, this hacker girl. And she actually makes a lot of really good points. Like, uh, she brings up the fact that the first uh, first emojis uh, were... There was only two... In the first version of the emojis, there's only two female emojis. And those were... Uh, they could be a bride or they could be a princess. And she hates that. And she doesn't like being put into those kind of roles. That's a good thing. I think that's actually a pretty decent uh, like point that she brings up. And she actually brings up the inherent sexism that was in the original version of the emojis. It's actually criticizing the actual product itself that they're selling, which I thought was actually kind of neat. Um, well, not not selling. Just just to be clear, well, emojis yeah, are yeah. free. They're, they're they they are. But, you know, they're not. They're not. I don't but, think they're having to pay any royalties for that brand. No, no, that's public domain. But like I'm saying, like they they actually had like uh like they were actually criticizing their own medium and actually bringing up a decent social point about this. Um, even though in the film itself, it also contradicts itself because. The first smiley, the first emoji is the smile emoji, and that emoji is a woman. But whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, so eventually the plot twist is that we find out that this hacker emoji was actually one of the princess emojis who ran away uh, from home because she wanted to go to the cloud because she wanted to be free because she didn't want to be part of these generals and like. The, she got questions. She got questioned by both High Five, who's the other, who's like the sidekick character, and he is. 
I would say he is insufferable if I didn't completely forget that he existed until just now. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, but, uh, but like they ask him, oh, I heard that princesses when they uh, whistle the birds uh, co- like whistle a song, birds come flying towards them and stuff like that. It's just like, no, that's a stereotype. Don't freaking put me in a box. You can't do that. That's stupid. Uh, and uh, just don't b- repeat things that are here because it's not necessarily true. Oh, uh, so was it like a Chekhov's gun then? Does, well, does she whistle well, yeah, and call birds he, he, to her? Here, here's what I'm saying. Here, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Because, okay. like, there was a point in this movie where I was like, okay, maybe they actually are going to do something interesting here. Because there's a near the end, they get the Dropbox, they get through, and uh, they have that moment that you see in so many movies where the protagonist uh, is talking to the female emoji after they're about to part ways and you know reveals that she has he has feelings for her and all that stuff and a lot of movies they go okay fine i'll go with you or like i actually love you after all i can't bear being without you or whatever um but she actually has a very practical answer and that's like look i got you where i was going to take you um and i i you're free to do whatever you want, but I'm free to do whatever I want too. And what I want is I want to be out here in the internet. If you want to go back to Textopolis, then fine. Uh, but I'm going to be here. And because this is what I've always wanted. And, you know, that's where he goes, oh, okay. And then he leaves. And I was thinking, oh my God, like maybe they're actually going to have a thing where it turns out that, oh, they're not going to come together at the end, or they're not going to, like, actually... And, like, there's going to be this whole thing about respecting each other's deaths, stuff like that, but, like... But no, because what happens is that he gets depressed, and he finally just decides to be the met emoji by because of this. And, uh... And then, like... Like, I think I remember... What, I think she sees him getting kidnapped by the... One of the antivirus robots, and then she decides to completely throw away all of her own character, her entire point, her purpose, to save this guy that she just met, that, like, like basically, and he basically, she takes off her wig and becomes the princess moment, whistles for a bird, and turns out it's the Twitter bird, by the way. I didn't catch that when I was watching, but apparently it's the Twitter bird. And the Twitter bird comes in, brings her over, and she lives in textiles now, and she's a princess, and she just reverts. She goes from being an independent woman who's able to do her own thing and knows what she wants and is doing her own thing to being basically just the girl who runs the texting place and also is apparently dating meh. Okay, so so I'm going to play the devil's advocate and I'm going to say that it is also misogynist to stigmatize femininity. I mean, no, but here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not going no, on no, about, I, like, like, I get what you're saying. Like, like, she, she gives up her independence for a boy, and that's terrible. Uh, yeah. But well, that, well that's, that's more of my point. Because, like, here's the thing. I'm someone who actually really loves Princess Peach in the Mario games, because I uh-huh. think that I like her because she can, when she's, like, not kidnapped and actually has agency, she's actually really cool because she is a feminine, she's a feminine figure in a princess in a dress who can kick butt and, like, kick Bowser's mm-hmm. butt, like, whenever she can, you know? Like, I like that about her. Uh, and I like any of the... I like I like feminine girls who can kick butt. But the problem isn't that she goes from not feminine to feminine. It's that she goes from independent to 
not. <laughs> well, yeah, like she she loses she loses the sense of purpose that she had before. Uh, maybe, because and maybe of a boy. if they established, yeah, yeah, and maybe if they establish a bit more that she was more completely like hates all other people or whatever, and it wasn't like, and it wasn't that she was leaving because she wanted to escape gender roles, but because she wanted to, uh, you know, because she just can't stand other people yeah. and she didn't want to be put into a box and all kinds of like but they put specific emphasis on the fact that she's a woman and the reason why she's leaving is because she doesn't want to be confined in the strict gender norms of her world and her solution to this is to say oop guess I'm just gonna be part of that gender norm because I like this one dude okay yeah well there you go uh, like, like, that's like the, the emoji com- movie uh, like well can I just well sorry no go for well, it one thing they could have done is hey say hey she's now like she's not the princess there she's the hacker emoji she's a brand new emoji that's a new on this kid's phone she's like i guess he's part of the beta where he's a brand new kind of really cool emoji it's a hacker girl or whatever or something i mean that's kind of dumb but at the same time she wouldn't be reverting back to a thing that she didn't like being i mean you you say it's kind of dumb but they're already taking a lot of like you know like different stuff with the like premise so well i mean like it's like if zootopia ended with judy saying you know what i'm not going to be a police officer i'm just going to work on the farm <laughs> like, i'm going to be a meter maid uh, well, yeah a me- like, yeah like whatever like nick, nick wilde becomes a cop and he's allowed to be like f- independent and free of his own stereotypes and stuff like that but judy eh, she just goes back to the farm i mean and that's I'm, fine. I'm not saying that i agree with you i'm just saying that sure that that'd be fine that'd be a okay way to end it with just a new hacker emoji well yeah i mean like, like anything I'm, I'm not, anything really like i i agree like it, i think we're what, all it basically it basically just highlights the one major thing wrong with the emoji movie and that is that it does not think about what it's doing for a second and that is 100 percent. i know that's for a fact because i know that sony rushed this specifically because they knew that it was going to be this that the emojis were in public domain and they quickly bought the rights to this movie and had to go as quick as possible before another studio made an emoji movie because apparently so many studios really want to do one but ugh, whatever um anyway so the only other uh, piece of cartoon news that i can think of is that by the next episode i will have seen the first episode of ducktales or by the time by the time by the time this episode goes up i think even right um because you know it's august august 12th is august 12th is ducktales um, yeah, yeah. So we, we we will have seen Ducktales by the time the next episode comes up. So we're probably going to talk about that. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take that. I'm so I'm excited. excited. All right. Uh, but in good cartoon news, uh, I oh, got yeah. a really cute uh, Greg uh, figure. Was from, uh, was Ducktales not good cartoon news? Well, that's good cartoon news, but we kind of okay. knew that it was happening. So, uh, well, okay. So. We are going to start doing our show now. Uh, basically, if you haven't listened to us before, we just uh, we have a collection of 600 uh, public domain cartoons. Quote-unquote cartoons. Well, okay. So, so <laughs> five, 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 500, 550 cartoons, 49 short films, and one snuff film. A bunch of cartoons, <laughs> and then there's some lion lines in there. As we've, as we've established hey. in our previous episodes. 
Anyway, we have about 600-ish cartoons-ish <laughs> that we are going to watch. Hopefully 598. We'll that, see. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Uh, but we're going to watch... Uh, we watch them there in the public domain, and we're watching them. And if you want to watch them on too, that's super easy. You could just go on YouTube or wherever, and you could probably find these really easily. I think there's a website that specifically archives public domain cartoons too, so I have to look that up sometime. Uh, but and if you uh, can't find them, and we can't find them, then we may in fact just host them for you. Yeah, maybe, yeah. We'll see. Let's let's <laughs> let's not make a whole lot of promises yeah, right away. Yeah, we're, um, s- we're still pretty early on with our <laughs> what we can actually do here. Yeah, point. Sorry. No, it's okay. Well, I just don't want more responsibilities. Honestly, oh, I, God, I actually point. I actually have something I want to talk about to you guys uh, once we get all fair. But before before that. Uh, I want to, uh, where am I put my, here we are, I got the list now on my phone, so I don't have to be bending over in front of my computer in order to look over it. Uh, do 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 and stop. We are going to disc number five, and we're going to watch one of the other cartoons, and it's called Humpty Dumpty. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, right. sure. Hmm. Well, okay. That was short. Sure. You've sure. heard this story before. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's nothing new about uh, it, but uh, yeah. I will say that it's gorgeous. Oh yeah. Way. So so far, the only stop motion anything we've seen, if, if I remember correctly, is Gumby shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. Gumby's this, about it. The the production quality of this is uh, far superior to Gumby. Like I would say, this is to Gumby as the WB cartoons are to Hanna Barbera cartoons in terms yeah. of quality. Uh, this is a level beyond Gumby. You can call it Gumby Two. Yeah, so I mean, so like, like obviously, when what you're working with is an egg, when all you have to, well, no, you know what? I'm going to redact that comment. I was going to say something about how it's probably easier to animate an egg than it is to animate, uh, you know, like a like a full figure like you would in Gumby. But the egg had a body too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like it's uh, it was a it was a very well animated cartoon. Nothing inherently offensive about it, except that it was very short. But well, hey, I it mean, takes a long time to do. <laughs> so. Well, okay. There's a couple things to say though. Like for one, uh, the fact of the matter is, I think both all three of us recognized this from something. You two don't know what it was, but I recognized this specifically because I remember there was an episode of MythBusters that had the Humpty Dumpty on it, and I think they were talking about, I think it was some sort of egg myth? Oh. I think it was, like, about egg protecting, like, throwing it off a roof or something? I think they are trying to do, like, whatever, like, personal experiments to try to save a bunch of eggs from off a roof, and they're doing whatever they could or whatever. I don't know why they were doing a high school experiment for that. I completely forget the plot of that, but, you know. Uh, but the other thing is that I, uh, I really like okay so I I never really thought about it well I guess in the context of this short like other than the fact that yeah like basically Humpty Dumpty comes alive 
like slowly, like he rolled because it comes in zooming into a nest, and then all of a sudden the egg starts rolling out of the nest, then grows eyes and a nose at like the same time, which is really weird. And yeah, then so a mouth, and then a body. Yeah, so what the the, the implication? of this cartoon that is not in the nursery rhyme is that everything that happened in Humpty Dumpty's life occurred in the span of about 20 seconds. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> he was born and then instantly died. <laughs> he was too stupid to live. He was like, <laughs> he was I too get, dumb to live. Well, he was too Humpty proud Dumpty, to live more than anything. Born on a Monday, died on a Tuesday. <laughs> Not even that. He died twenty seconds later. He just—he <laughs> he was born and he goes up on top of the and he goes up on top of the brick wall and falls and breaks. Uh, uh, this is Sonic Tales, and we're gonna do a speed run on life here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's go climb up this wall and oop, dead. Okay. And then all the king's horses. Uh, let's just say that the morbidity of the situation is not lost on the horses. <laughs> they, the horses well, the hor- were traumatized. Well, not just that, but they also look like they're in on the conspiracy because they look like lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. They don't look like they're especially pleased with what happened, though. Like you know. Well, okay, so you know. You know the horse mask that became kind of a meme. Yeah, it's, yeah. They look like they're making that expression. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, one of them was, but then there's also the fact that one of them had a freaking, like, weird slanted eye in a way that if its head was upright, it just would look so ghoulish. Like, it's just, it's, oh my god. And uh, also, the freaking guard, like, didn't even try to rebuild Yeah, so, like, that's that's the other thing, that's the other implication of this cartoon that isn't in the nursery rhyme, is that uh, all the king's men who attempted to put Humpty together again... Uh, like, you could assume that they weren't able to do it because uh, Humpty Dumpty had been broken so sufficiently that it was just a giant jigsaw. And it turns out it's actually that the all the king's men were just deeply incompetent. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't have any glue. They didn't have any tape. They just walked over and said, put, like, two completely un... Like, one was, like, curved inwards and one was curved outwards. And they tried putting it in the same place. It's like... It looks like they arrived and they're like, this isn't exactly my job, and they weren't wrong <laughs> to their credit. I mean, fair. <laughs> I mean, to be completely fair, that's true. Yeah. And they basically just lift up uh, the insides of, uh, of uh, Humpty Dumpty, which perfectly mm-hmm. cursive the end is inside of him. And then we zoom out and we're like, on a different layer, because apparently this is, we were like, like, because this is like a second layer, like this. I don't want to make an Inception joke, but I was just about to make an Inception joke. Uh, and well, yeah, so so Humpty Dumpty is a play within a play. Yeah, it zooms yeah, out. That's a, that's and, a, and that's a non-terrible yeah. way to put it. Yeah. So you see, you see Mother Goose and her goose, and they are watching it. And she makes the uh, projector puff in a in a flash of smoke and the the goose kind of stiffly raises its wings like you, you would expect it to honk but it's like there's no other maybe, sound but other they, than the sound okay, effects but there, there weren't any yeah, sound true. effects in this cartoon yeah like period. It, was, it was all it was all kind of a goose. score um well it, it would be kind of hilarious if that was like the one sound effect they did spring for it was just yeah. like 
So there wasn't really any foley work. What a lovely I'm, goose impersonation, HG. That is pretty. <laughs> Gooses are terrifying. Gooses. God, they since are the, though. Since the person who stalked a goose from his like window, like rear window style. Yeah. Well, I didn't get close to it. <laughs> well, exactly. Like rear window, I, you just in, in rear in rear window. The the murderers were pretty terrifying too. Just okay, putting that's it fair. out there. <laughs> but you know what's also terrifying? Voyeurism. <laughs> so there. You're right. Uh, <laughs> though uh, I I will be coming to your you and the goose's wedding here in a few months. Mm. Yes. Uh, okay. So that was that was cute. I mean, there's nothing offensive. Yeah, it was a good like, cartoon. It, Not it's, bad. It's it was better. It was better it than. Was our most it's, recent two efforts on this show. Better than nothing. It so, was interesting. It was actually yep. worth watching, I think, even though it was only like three minutes long. Okay. Yep. All right, what's next? So let me just pull up the list again. Second verse, same as the first. Oof. A little bit louder and a little bit worse. <laughs> and... Now let's start the roulette. Alex, if you please. All right. We are going to watch... Uh, I'm sorry. What is it? We are going to go to disc number four, and we are going to watch The Three Stooges in Dentist the Menace. Time for suffering! Yay! Oh no. All uh, right. Okay. All right. You know, that wasn't as bad as the first one. Yeah. No, actually. not by a mile actually. I, I, I mean, wouldn't it was call still it good. Good. Yeah, but it was I, yeah. There like, there are some Kind of okay moments in that. Well, so, all right. So, uh, starting from the beginning, like something that I hadn't noticed in the title screen because I was paying so much attention to the foreground last time we watched a Three Stooges cartoon, is yeah. that the backdrop when they're like parading through is just a blue background with a bunch of like buzzwords for kids on it, <laughs> like sports, toys, candy. Like, fun. that's the backdrop that they're walking in front of. <laughs> like, literally, it literally says fun on one of these flags. I'm fun. actually looking at it right now. Candy. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> God. It's just, well, like, the most incredible... <laughs> like, I, I want that, like, in my bedroom. I want that to be how I decorate my house. <laughs> but, okay, so, um... Like, to begin with, so, okay, after the title screen, they get to the this scene where the three stooges, the live-action ones... Yeah, so it's a book ended with a live-action bumper, and... Like it, like yeah. it was on the previous one. And, except, uh, except this one is better. This bumper has all three of them in character. No, yeah, <laughs> a, like, A it's, little bit. It's, like, a lot less sad. Like, it's... Mo is a lot less, like... Because Mo, in, like, I feel like in the original thing we were watching, he was just, like, depressed and not even mm-hmm. acting like Mo very much. And Larry, maybe, but... Uh, maybe that one was a bad day. 
Maybe. Maybe they just had a really bad day that day. Or they maybe it was because it was near the cartoon's ru- end of the run and they were already sick of it or oh something. Oh, God, yeah. That was that t- was after the K sentence. Yeah, so... Uh, but... So we get to live-action Shagman, and it's basically a classic setup, which is that the three stooges are tasked to making a bunch of pies uh, with some really clumsy exposition, but whatever. Uh, it's for and, kids. It, well, I mean... Kids doesn't mean it has to be clumsy. Well, no, but... it doesn't mean that it has to be. It just means that it can be. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, they're uh, but, making pies. But they're making pies, and then uh, they start having a pie fight. But then instead of just, like, going cliche... Well, I have to say that this is one of the few pie fights that I've seen where instead of just being wacky and zany, there's an undercurrent of domestic abuse with all this <laughs> going on, it seems like. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, because, like Mo pies Larry because apparently he messed up a pie, and as like, and he did it as a punishment. And like, literally, he says it's a punishment for that. And I didn't even notice that he ruined the pie, but I guess he did. And then Curly Joe uh, decides that, uh, like, tries to call out, like, a call out Mo on this. And Mo goes, uh, you know, shut up, and smashes the pie. And then they, like, Mo, like, Larry and Curly Joe start teaming up because they're, like, they're friends. So that's my friend. We're going to defend each other against this person who's trying to abuse us by throwing pies in our face. Uh, but, like, I, I, I will say that, like, instead of just being a straight-up, like, boring pie fight, they actually do some kind of funny twists, like... Uh, Larry knows that the pie is about to come, so he ducks and covers his face. And then, so Mo like scoots down. And he says, "Hey, Larry!" And Larry goes, "Yes." And then, poof, pie in the face. Uh, like Wesley scratching down. And then, like uh, Mo tries like spraying whipped cream on Curly Joe. He's trying to do like trick him, like kind of like uh, like there's a classic three sutures thing where uh, Mo will say, "Hey, Curly, pick two and picks two fingers, and he does the thing where he pokes his eyes with the two fingers. Uh, uh, but uh, like he's kind of doing a setup for like he's like hey hold out your hands and he pour, pours whipped cream in his hand and he was like and Curly Joe realizing what's gonna happen decides oh okay and then claps his hands together so he gets Mo covered in the whipped cream before Mo can do anything about it which you know I I I, I, I actually can, there was actually some thought put into some of these gags yeah I mean none, nonetheless it still feels a little bit like a, a more lackluster version. Uh, yeah. actual uh, actual Three Stooges slapstick. Like, which like they're I older, think I, I think off a bit, but it, it, it kind of seems like it. it like, it yeah, seems like well, their thing. It seems very... It, it's, it feels like they're in character. They're obviously older when they were performing this and everything, but, like, the, the point that I'm making is that the bumpers feel like a very watered-down version of slapstick, and I would say the exact same thing about the cartoons. Oh, like the well, the cartoon yeah. the cartoon itself had a very uh, underwhelming uh, physical comedy experience compared to uh, some of the other things that were happening around its time. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a low quality cartoon, mm-hmm. but I I, w- I would also say that it. Like I said, it is better than the first one, and that's kind of sad that it's our baseline. That the, oh, by, it's not as bad as the first. But one. it's it's better. It's better than the first one by a mile. I, the first one I yeah. think was incomprehensible. Both uh, the bumpers, not the bumpers and the cartoon, were both incomprehensible. And like something that I was watching out for in the first cartoon, I mentioned that 
they hardly you hardly saw anybody's legs because yeah. they were they were always hidden behind bushes or or something like that uh, or they were recycling kind of the same jumping animation over and over again and I was kind of expecting them to just kind of do the same thing but in this one that wasn't the case uh, you yeah. even though for the most part uh, it is very stiff and very still animation you at least see the characters whole bodies move yeah and so but basically the plot is that uh curly joe has a tooth that he needs pulled because it hurts and he's gonna go to the dentist and moe's like no we could do it here uh which god like i don't know why they're so against like him going to a dentist because like they say they say it's the same money. Well, yeah, but like, they actually had jobs that could possibly pay. Like, is it? This was in like the '30s, where it was like the Great Depression, and you can maybe like, like it was really really hard to get any sort of money. Now it was like the '70s. And okay, have you have you tried to go to the dentist any time in the past decade? <laughs> no, that's my point though. Like, is yeah. that like like it was much more affordable back then because they were actually that might have been I, yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know enough about how uh, dentistry used to well, work to say I'm that for saying, sure. I'm just saying that, like, with yeah. the prices are today, they would be still disproportionate to how they were by, like, the average between wages and also... Because that's just how our country is. Like, right now we are paid way less, like... Than we should be doing, but it's inflation. it's not it's not established at all whether or not any of these three characters have jobs. Well, that's fair, but at the same time, they seem to be living in an okay house. I mean, they're getting milk delivered to their house. <laughs> this is so asinine. <laughs> they didn't think of it when they were writing it. Like we, this is this is like a pointless argument. This is like the stupidest thing I've ever thought about. We are arguing about the socioeconomics of the Three Stooges. Yeah, <laughs> of the so, 70s Three Stooges, the cartoon so the, Three to, Stooges. To answer your question, they were against him going to the dentist because if he had gone to the dentist, then none of the cartoon stuff would have happened. Okay, fine. It's okay. like... <laughs> that's a good okay, enough fine, reason. fine. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. So, but they basically cycle through like various different ways to try to get uh, the tooth out. Uh, from like tugging it with a st- well, pretty much every single one of them involves like tying it to a string into something else, and because uh, I guess maybe they had a mandate that they couldn't have like Mo like directly hitting some other person in the face or something. Maybe. maybe actually, I'm really curious. Have any of you guys ever had a tooth removed that way? Uh, uh no, I've uh, had it yanked out before though. Like yeah, so like, like that was because when I had my first loose tooth, that was how my brother suggested I I get it uh, pulled out because that's how he did it his first time. Yeah, and uh, and I was so scared of the idea of being attached to the door and having it like yanked closed that. Uh, <laughs> Like, because I, because a, I was so scared at what I did was I bit the doorknob like, instead and that's how it came out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, I I literally I literally was like, no, I don't want you to yank it, and I bit the doorknob and the tooth came out. Like that's what I did. <laughs> Well, I mean it works though. So. <laughs> With the job, I lost the tooth. <laughs> that's how I lost my first tooth. <laughs> Well, I guess the tooth fairy's fine either way, you know? Yeah, I so. guess so. 
But I mean, I totally had my teeth pulled out from like uh, tugging on it. Like I think multiple of my teeth were like that. Um, I guess I was I was going to say that there's like this irrational fear that you have that like if they yank it, it's going to yank more than just a tooth. Like there's going to be a bunch of like veins or something that comes out with it. But uh, your whole skeleton. Yeah, like you just, just like, like <laughs> you, you get your skeleton out of your body, um, <laughs> just like comes out of your your tooth orifice. <laughs> oh. Like all that's left, like all that's left on, and ironically, the only thing that's left on your meat and meat stuff is your one tooth that you're trying to get out. Um, but uh, that sounds like a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. God, ugh. Uh, oh. Anyways, uh. I, uh so we get so yeah they try to like first they do the t- like just tug of war doesn't work they try with a door doesn't work they try doing it with the door again but this time uh it actually gets the ma- the milkman yeah they uh, open the door and the milkman is there and then <laughs> the milkman See, that, mil- that i actually thought i would th- that was probably the joke i liked the most in this one that one I was mean, pretty all right i didn't I think- laugh <laughs> i didn't I- <laughs> I think, I, liked I, think that, it more. I think the one that made me laugh was, oh God, well, so, okay, they try that, and then they, okay, they had this one time where Mo says, okay, we're going to throw this baseball out the window, and, this is a really weird part. Part, and then the, he throws the baseball, and it comes back, and Larry says, oh, so it'll come back, and that'll knock the tooth out. And Curly just thinks, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Your face is hilarious. And then, like, uh... They just they abandoned just, that. They just abandoned the plan. Like, it could have worked. They didn't I'm try e- it. I'm exhausted because we've talked about this cartoon for so long, and we haven't even gotten to the inciting incident yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, it's because we got, we got caught up in talking about the That's true, talking about, talking about the doorknob. No, but, like, they... <laughs> No, we yeah, were talking they, about the socio-political implications of the three yeah. stooges and their economic systems. But no, uh, I'm just saying that if you tried to have that conversation in actual three stooges short, you'd be like having a pie on your face at this point. <laughs> well, okay, fair, but so uh, so yeah, they they do the baseball thing. Okay, and, they do the baseball thing, and then they decide, okay, so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna tie our tooth to the back of the car, and when that car drives away. Uh, you'll be holding onto a light post, and it'll yank the tooth out. And they end up tying the co- the tying tie to a car that is of a bank robber, who uh, is like using that car as a getaway car. And the car speeds off, yanks the tr- the light out of the ground, and then starts driving off. And then Mo and Curly, uh, Mo and Cur- not Curly, Mo and Larry decide to go, like, they steal a moped, or maybe it's their moped, I don't know. But they get on a moped, and start chasing at what cops come zooming by, and, like, the bad guys and the cops are shooting at each other, and this is the one joke I actually found funny, was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, there's, because, the, like, there's, there's, they have, like, a traditional cartoon, like, oh, you're driving off this side of the screen, and then they're driving into this other side of the screen, over and over. And, uh, Larry goes, you know what, Mo? Uh, I don't think we're gonna come out of this alive. <laughs> and then Mo just goes, that's why I like you, you're an optimist. <laughs> and that was, like, the one joke I actually liked of them. Yeah, that felt, that felt like a Three Stooges joke, kind of. Yeah. A little uh, bit. Um, it's, yeah. It's, so the the problem I have with this car chase scene is the same problem I have with car, say, uh, car chase scenes in movies. 
and that is that I don't remember anything about it. I just, I just get. Well, when I, I watch them, I get bored, and car chase scenes just kind of like blend together in like a clump of memory that is just oh, there was a car chase. Oh man, you're not gonna like Baby Driver then, because it's all car chases. <laughs> okay, but I watched the trailer for Baby Driver, and there were like cool stunts. Most car chase scenes are just a chase. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's cool stunts and cool gun stuff too, and uh, really good music, but still. Um, my point is this: is that uh, well, there was one part of the car race that I actually did remember. Well, not car race; <laughs> it's the car chase, uh, and that's at the very end when the cops finally, I guess, go and run into the car that was being chased and they capture the criminal and the three seaters like like looking back and they're like oh yeah haha it serves them right and then they go down into a subway and then uh like you hear a bunch of ah like a traditional like cartoon like oh they're screaming because they're running into people you don't actually see it though and then they just cut and they're back on the road they don't you don't see them go back up the stairs or anything they're just right oh yeah 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 just like a hard cut to so like there's no transition you see them like you see them fall into the subway thing and then cuts to them okay (laughs) they're all right (laughs) it's okay everyone don't and worry, like... And then, did you see any... Like, I think they said something like, do you see anyone you recognize? And I, I was like, I was still... I couldn't understand the thing they were saying just because I was so baffled by the hard cut. Um, I'm, I'm, I almost wonder if there was a more seamless transition and they had to cut it for, like, a time slot or something. I don't know. You know it's it's beyond me. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a reason that it was like that other well, than, eh, get their did, kids. We, we did learn later on that that one Betty Boop cartoon we watched was edited down and that was probably because... Uh, it was cutting out a scene that apparently was racist. It I was racist. Yeah, I, I made a note about that in the show notes because in the show notes of that, in that, so we had to include, the only YouTube video we could find included the racist scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched the full so, thing, so whatever. Yeah, but, uh, whatever. So yeah, uh, uh, there, there was probably an industry-related reason for that cut, or maybe there wasn't. Maybe they just... Maybe, maybe Mo just felt, dropped a okay, bunch of slurs for some reason in the cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe it was the same thing. Maybe they had like a really racist segment where they go into the so you know what? I'm gonna stop myself here. Um so uh they crash into the dentist's office, right? And and they're like, Oh look, we're at the dentist and then ironically, uh his tooth is already out. Well, whose tooth? Yeah. Uh, Okay, this well, is this is the part of the podcast where where KC admits that he doesn't know the names of the three stooges oh, except in general. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know I know I know all of their names. I just don't know which one is which. <laughs> oh. But no, I'm okay. Sorry. So uh, But no, okay. So uh, yeah. Cur- they, they crash in and cur- like Curly Joe says, "Hey, I found my tooth. Oh, it came out." And then we cut to Mo, and he has a missing tooth, and he's like, "See, I knew everything would work out in the end." Womp womp. And then uh, they have the bookend ending thing where, like, they throw a pie at the person who was ordering them to make pies, and instead of getting mad at them, he's like, "Oh, this is good. I'll order a hundred of these." And that was which was which was a good joke. Yeah. So like everything in this cartoon, kind of uh... it works well. Yeah, that's not that's I, I agree but that's you you probably think you were finishing my sentence and you weren't because I was no, going I, to say basically the opposite I was going sandwich. to say like like everything yeah <laughs> everything <laughs> everything about this cartoon like the, the not just this one but the series kind of uh kind of reeks of uh of uh 
you know, like, well, we can we can phone it in a little because you're the three stooges. Uh, this will sell and uh, and you'll have wait. a nice retirement fund, which turned out to not be true. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Uh, uh, there's didn't if I, did I even misremember it or did the German guy because the guy who was ordering the pies, did he call them Dunkoffs? I don't know. I sure. I think he said, or he either said that or Akshan. And if he said Akshan, then whatever. But if he said Dunkoffs, he just called everyone shithead, like heads or something like that. <laughs> I hope so. Oh no. I hope that's true. I hope you're right. Oh my um, god. <laughs> at, at any rate, my community quiet hours are coming up at my apartment building. So let's watch another cartoon. <laughs> yeah, before we before we can't. Or else I'm going to have to do the rest of the podcast like this. It'll be an ASMR cartoon podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm going to give you the soft tingles. I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> uh, let's watch another cartoon. <laughs> okay. All right. And... Last cartoon of the night. Make it a good one. 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 Is it safe? Is it safe? Okay, we are going to go to disc number three. Okay. And we are going to watch a cartoon called Mutt in a Rut. Mutt in the Rut. Oh, ooh. I don't know. This is I love. This, I, no, no, no. I love. I love when you pull out a cartoon and it's like something that's unrelated to anything that we'd be familiar with because it's like opening well, a present and sometimes the present is really shitty and I don't want it. <laughs> it's like opening a present and there's a yeah. dead bird inside. Oh, well, well, no. the cartoon's called My Night Rut, so it would be a, just a box full of dog shit, right? Uh, oh no! I get, I get enough of that. I get enough listening from KC. Ah, okay. Good joke. Right. Right. Let's watch the Great joke. Okay, <laughs> on to the disc. Great joke. Oh man, you should hear what KC was sounding because he sounded like you know when you see a dog and like they see another dog and they're super excited to see it another dog there out the window and they're like oh all this stuff. That's what basically what KC was like when you like how he sounded like when watching this. A couple episodes ago, I I talked about how uh, I liked Lady and the Tramp too because it had dogs in it, and I regretted it the second I closed <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> but like. <laughs> But but no, this that remains true. This cartoon has loads of dogs, and I'm a big fan. <laughs> but but biggest fan of this cartoon ever. The, no no no. The, the difference is, Lady and the Tramp Two was a bad movie. This is not a bad cartoon. No no, it's this actually a, a pretty fun. Cartoon. This is a good cartoon. This is a really it good is, one. It's really funny. It's got a lot of cute dogs in it. It's got um, a cute. It's, also, it's got a cute cat too. It's got multiple, multiple of the same cute cat. <laughs> and uh, also Dog Hell, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it has Dog uh, Hell, which is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, this is... Um, so this is a cartoon you have seen before, which I mean, like, the archetype is something you're familiar with. Uh, I think there was a Tom and Jerry cartoon that was like this. There, there must have been a hundred because yeah. I, I feel like uh, I feel like this is just a, a really common. Uh, 
I just feel like this is a really common type of cartoon where so uh it's kind of it's a wonderful life ish which i think they make an allusion to because at the point where the dog is in heaven he's like wow what a wonderful life but no it's 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 actually it's the, it's that type of cartoon where there's a character who maybe doesn't really appreciate their life very much and then they die and they go to heaven and they love heaven but it turns out they were supposed to go to hell and they hate hell and then they come back and they're like oh i actually love the thing that i used to hate you know like it's it's a it's an archetype um but i mean basically yeah it's i think casey summed up the entire plot of the cartoon because it's a but, but basically the conceit is that it's a dog who is spoiled and he looks like a very he looks like he looks like a fursona, if I'm being perfectly honest. So this this was definitely animated by the same people who did the Hungry Lion that we watched. Before. Oh yeah, same voice. Um, same voice, same same like style of drawing, 100 percent much better cartoon, of course. Oh, oh god, gotcha. uh, yeah, like, uh, it has it it has the same like intro card where it says starring blank. Like it was like before, it was like the yeah, Hungry yeah, yeah. Lion, and this way it was dog back. face, dog which face, is like which is a it's a really. <laughs> Uh, it, it's a really clever name. Reminds it reminds my, me of dog meat, the dog my, from Fallout Four. Um, my dog, my dad had a dog named Face. So named Face. Oh well, there you go. Maybe he's anyway, just a big so, yeah, this, fan. so what happens? What happens to this dog is uh, so this dog is owned by uh, an Irish lady, and in Tom and Jerry fashion, you never see the Irish lady's face. You just kind of see her appendages and. You hear her voice, which is a, an Irish lady's voice, uh, and uh, and the reason cat. why we're emph- well, the reason why we're emphasizing the accent is because I was confused. I wasn't sure if it was an Irish accent or someone trying to do a really bad Haitian accent. I think it was definitely yeah, Irish. Yeah, I, I think it was um, Irish. It was. I think it was Irish. I think it was Irish. But yeah, compared to uh, compared to the dog layer, the uh, dog cop. Yeah. Yeah. So so. The dog, no, not the dog. The lady hears a meowing at the door, and it turns out to be a kitten. And it's it's a very good depiction of a kitten. Like you know how when cats are just born, and it looks like their eyes are pointing in two separate directions. Yeah, <laughs> like, they have that going on. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, I liked the cat more than the dog at the beginning of this cartoon. Well, the cat's adorable. Uh, the cat's adorable, yeah, and it's like it. innocent, and the dog it, just kind of picks on it. The dog, like, like the the cat is uh, the cat is given milk, which you're not supposed to give to cats. Don't give that to cats. Don't do no. that. And it'll then, give them uh, really, really bad stomach issues. Don't do it. And the dog, in a, in a jealous rage, flips the bowl over on the cat. So basically, the dog is picking on this cat. Well, you have to also point out that part of the reason why the dog is so jealous is because uh, they're using all of the stuff that the dog was using. Like, uh, like the bowl was the dog's uh, bowl. So what you're and saying is that of the seven deadly sins, the dog's is greed. Yeah, straight up. Yes, so that, that is the sin that this dog will become well, greed, repentant of. Well, greed uh, and envy. Greed and envy. Mostly greed, though, because it's his stuff and he doesn't want to share it. Well, true, um, but I also feel like that he also... En- envy, envy is coveting your neighbor's good. Yeah, but I feel like uh, part of it is that he's upset that his owner is giving the cat a ton of attention and ignoring him. Okay, so yeah, envy. so there you go. That's that's envy. So greed and envy. Good point. 
Uh, and so he, he flips the he flips the bowl over the kitten's head, and he's just like a real asshole. And uh, and he at some point says that he hates what life is like having a kitten in the home, and he wishes he was dead. And it instantly becomes true. It's a uh, self fulfilling yeah, prophecy. He hits him on the head he with dies. a vase that he accidentally knocks mm. over. Hits him on the head, and he goes up to heaven. He, he opens well, oh. he opens the zipper on his body and climbs out of it. That he, is he what steps happens. out of his fur suit, and his ghost <laughs> leaves the thing. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, he 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 enters an elevator, and like it's just it is funny to me to see a cartoon die of something that is actually thing that could actually kill you in real life. Uh, which is, you know, always funny to see. But yeah, it's anyways. it's not not in yeah, it's not very slapsticky to see a character actually like it's not slapsticky to see a character of something. Yeah, but like, like not to get a brain hemorrhage and then die from eternally for bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> and and then he he goes up to Dog Heaven, which is uh, a gated community, uh, and uh, and it features all of the dog pamperings that I expect of Dog Heaven. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, the, there's a there's a it's like the, a merry-go-round with like a with like a like a neck rubbing machine and then it it <laughs> my favorite joke in the whole cartoon it has like a like they spray the fleas right so the fleas yeah. all die and then you see the fleas going to flea heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is wonderful that well there's also that's a joke in the cartoon. <laughs> Well, there's a dachshund uh, that's like floating around because there's like the first shot you see is a bunch of dogs no, flying up, th- o- floating over a bunch of like dog houses, uh, and well, and then like there's a dachshund that zooms like flying around and playing a harp, and then it and then the floats a little bit further, and then we see that its tails, its second bottom bottom half of its body is being carried along by a balloon. Okay, but but the uh, <laughs> the implications of flea heaven being secondary to dog heaven are horrifying. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, does that mean there's double heaven? If you die in heaven, where do you go? Oh my god. Anyway, so, if you so die, like... Well, what, if you, what if you die in heaven and you were a jerk? Do you go to heaven hell? Listen, then, you guys, you if you die in heaven, hell. you die for real. <laughs> no, if you take drugs, you die, and then you go to hell. <laughs> no, you go yeah. to hell, and then you die. Well, a- anyway, <laughs> yeah, so like, like a police officer that looks very in tune with a Looney Tunes-style bulldog. Uh, All right, what do we got here? Kind of thing. Just yeah, yeah. So another, another Irish voice uh, yeah. takes, uh, takes this dog to court. Um, and, uh, and the jury in the court is made up entirely of that one kitten multiplied multiple times. Uh, he takes him to St. Bernard, which I thought was hilarious. I didn't, um, I didn't get that visual pun. I like that. Yeah. Well, well, no, they, they literally say it, we're taking you to St. Bernard and then. Oh, okay. Go, go, okay. And, to St. Then... Bernard. That's great. <laughs> So it's an yeah. audio pun. My mistake. Well, then you actually see that it is a St. Bernard, and they have the yeah. barrel casket over its neck and stuff, too. But, um, uh, but yeah, the, the dog is sentenced to a life in hell by kittens. Um, <laughs> That's a great sentence. Yes, and he deserves it because he's an asshole. Well, uh, of course. And, and, and so the you dog, know it? Dog hell is populated almost entirely by cat demons. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that was true. All cats go. Uh, not all dogs go to heaven. Not all cats go to heaven. I don't think all cats go to heaven. So when when we watched when we watched the Hungry Lion cartoon, I posited that maybe the second half of that cartoon was about the lion being in purgatory, and I think the amount that this section resembles that section of that cartoon. Uh, reinforces my theory a lot because this dog is in hell and uh, there's a hot dog involved which was true of the last one and also uh, he he is provided food which is not real food which happened in the last one so yeah that's fair that's actually pretty yeah <laughs> I, I think it's pretty apt I think I think that you know what this is going to be my master's thesis <laughs> <laughs> When I when I graduate from Acme University, this is going to be the thing that I present. Um, so, uh, <laughs> really, every cartoon is about purgatory. <laughs> every cartoon like, is about purgatory. <laughs> well, like it, it's like that. It's like that famous. Uh, that famous. What is it? That one famous like joke about tropes, where it's like everything is about Jesus and purgatory or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like everything is. A, yeah, so... <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, the dog doesn't... The dog, I, I wouldn't say he's a particular fan of dog hell, uh, because he doesn't like it very much, and... Uh, well, no, it's dog hell! Of course he doesn't yeah. like it very much. And the plot twist that I'm sure you did not see coming is that it was all a dream. Well, you kind of already said the plot twist earlier. Shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh... <laughs> so... <laughs> He wakes up, and uh, he loves the cat now. There you go. And then he spoils it with cotton candy and ice cream and rocking it in its, uh, in its cradle thing. And, and the cat probably, the cat probably the dies. Cat cat heaven, because you don't feed cats all that stuff. This, this, poor, this poor kitten is doomed to, uh, is doomed to a, a very unfortunate It's end. doomed to a very diarrhea um, existence. <laughs> Yeah, but like oh, if, if we can just talk about like the quality of the cartoon for like two seconds, like everything is oh, yeah. well animated. Like it's it's not it's not the, quite up to the Looney Tunes standard TM, but like uh, it's. I, it, I would it's, posit, I would hmm? posit that it's basically. Uh, oh God, it's the that we, a weird spot between a Disney animated quality and a. Looney Tunes anime quality because I think yeah. there is a difference of art style because I think like it's <sighs> but after watching that Three Stooges cartoon it was such a relief to see people like like characters actually moving just oh, like oh no 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 this this short makes uh it makes this uh that the Three Stooges short made this short look like freaking Kubo <laughs> yeah so so like good writing good art I think that this cartoon is a home run they did a swell job on it yeah, it so, was. Around it good. was actually a really good cartoon, and there was uh, there was no racism either. It's it's no good. racism. So fantastic. Uh, yeah, we we <laughs> we really struck gold this time. Uh, so the it gets the so gold we, star of human decency. So yeah, <laughs> the lowest bar ever. But <laughs> <laughs> so, ba- basically, the expectation. Uh, yeah. But. But yeah, so I I recommend looking at the show notes, finding this cartoon, and watching it. Yeah, uh, I would as well. Uh, I would as well. Yeah. This was a good one to watch. I like this one. This one was fun. Um, but okay, so uh, now we're done watching cartoons. We have our prompt that we have every week. Uh, and uh, I really thought about this one, and, and I came up with a pretty good answer, I think. Well, our prompt was, what was a cartoon that gave you nightmares as a kid? Um, 
and I didn't word it exactly that on Twitter, but I did get a, uh, I did uh, get a lot of responses for it, uh, and I'm really happy for that. A lot of the responses were from tw- actually all of them were from Twitter this time, as opposed to any email ones, which is well, fine. Red. Hey guys, I, I, thank you for uh, thank you for signing us in. It's yeah, really we, appreciated. We love reading your responses. Yeah, it's always I, I really I really enjoy knowing that we have an audience that participates. So thank you very much. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for uh, love. Uh, well, first off, I just want to quickly say uh, uh, Cherry Pie uh, tuned in from uh, to correct himself from uh, his previous uh, episode where he responded about like cartoons you watched in school. And he uh, he said that oh uh, he actually did misunderstand the question because he said uh, Fillmore. It turns out he didn't watch it in school. Uh, it was just he watched it after school. Uh, the only thing he really watched in school was like Bill Nye the Science Guy. Which, maybe you know, maybe we'll do an after school question in the future. Yeah, that'd be an interesting we'll question. Yeah, um, um, but I I, I do want to say that like. I am kind of upset that no one said anything about Donald Duck and Mathematic Land because that like cartoon rules. It really rules because it's it's basically just it's it's an educational cartoon where Donald Duck is like one like exploring this weird Wonderland type place where he learns about mathematical concepts and explain things really simply and really interestingly, and it has a lot of like live action mixed with it's like it basically think the three caballeros. But about math. That is sounds fantastic. Is Ludwig von Drake in that one, or am I, uh, am I wrong there? What? Is Will, uh, Ludwig von Drake in there, or am I wrong? I, I think he shows up somewhere. I can't remember, but I haven't, because okay. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember loving it. Uh, I saw it in middle school, I believe, and I adored it. It was one of my favorites. Uh, but, anyways, uh, so, regarding, regarding this prompt, the one about cartoons that gave you nightmares, uh... There is a. Uh, we got one from Coyote Esquire or Nick on Twitter, and they said that uh, the first thing that came to mind was the evil clown nightmare in the Brave Little Toaster. Oh God, yes. That might have given me nightmares too. Like it, I only watched it when I was a little kid, but I remember being vaguely creeped out by it. The thing that gave me nightmares as a kid with uh, was uh, the furnace because the furnace like. Because the furnace, like he's he's like talking to the brave little toaster. It's a pretty creepy like, furnace. About, about yeah, how he's gonna be left behind, and he gets so and he starts screaming, and he goes so loud that he kills himself. Oh, like yeah, it's kind of messed up. Well, there you go. A uh, lot of furnace furnaces scared the crap out of me as a kid. Like that in the Home Alone furnace, that scared me too. So the. Uh, when I when I talk about my answer to this question, I might wrap back around to the Brave Little Toaster because it's pretty germane. Uh, okay. Who else wrote in? Uh, we got one from uh, Canis Tenebris. Tenebris. You're gonna have to tell me how to pronounce that name, dude. Uh, but Canis said that there's a scene from a movie called uh, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night, uh, and it's like a puppet scene. And he said it's super horrifying. I've never seen this. I have never heard of this. I meant to watch, see if I could find a clip before beforehand. Uh, like, let me just look it up real fast if I can find it. Pin, no, let's just like a look up an image of it. Pin, oh, yo. Well, we watched uh, we watched a Howdy Doody cartoon 
in our last episode and established right there and then that puppets are terrifying. So I'm already on board with you. Uh, Okay, this looks like a 1987. uh... Oh, God. Okay, so I'm seeing a demon. (laughs) Uh, And, oh, God. Yeah, this this shirt already looks pretty damn horrifying. Uh, God, it looks like every 80s thing. There's also a raccoon. So I'm actually a really chubby raccoon in a three-piece suit. So I'm actually interested in seeing this now. (laughs) Okay. Why? Um, Because of raccoon supremacy? Shut up. (laughs) I could could have my biases too, okay. All right. Well, we know the dog hell is full of puppets now, so. (laughs) There you go. Good. And puppies. Uh, All right. Uh, So then uh, Scribble Dragon uh, responded and said, uh, the night in ba- the night on Bald Mountain sequence in Fantasia, and he saw that oh, when he was like yes. six. Oh so. yeah, I can see how that one screwed you up a little bit. Yeah, that one's that one's a really good. Cri- it never really scared me that much, but I definitely really th- love that short. I, it's a great short. Um, there's not a lot much to say because it's a classic. You should probably see it. Probably see it in Fantasia by now. Or um, in there, you fight the night in Bald Mountain dude in Kingdom Hearts too. And in Kingdom Hearts, it's 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 pretty much apropos of nothing, but it's there, and it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool boss fight actually. Yeah, and they actually more of those he sh- kind of boss fights in Kingdom Hearts. And he shows up again in uh, the uh, Dream Drop Distance uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts game, which has the Fantasia world, which is freaking great. Uh, seriously, like no, seriously, there's a there's a Fantasia world that like kind of like depending on if you're Roxas or Sora, there's like different worlds based on different like songs like moments from the fantasia but all the sound effects are replaced with musical instruments that go with the beat of the uh the music playing because that was all classical music we're going to uh, i'm sorry i'm I'm going on about no 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 you're you're good i'm just saying we're going to have to find an opportunity to talk about the fantasia movies at length at some point because i love them oh yeah Uh, that would be cool who else Um, uh there's a witty gentleman our Charlie Tin. Oh, hey. Hi, Charlie. He, I believe, is in, in the same geographical area as me. Hello. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, he, he followed us not too long ago, and yeah, I've seen him around. Great. Uh, uh, but one of them, he said that one of them was when they first introduced the Horn King in the Black Cauldron, because his voice and appearance was pretty terrifying. Uh. I reference, I would argue that his way of leaving is more terrifying because when he comes out, he is literally torn apart. The last time I saw that movie was in theaters, so I don't know uh, if I would be able to speak to that. I don't remember it. Basically, I saw this scene not too long ago, because I haven't seen this movie ever, if I'm going to be honest, but I've seen clips from the movie, and the one clip I remember seeing was... uh, the scene where he's standing over the black cauldron, the bad guy, and this is where he's dying, where he's torn, like his skin gets ripped off and all this stuff gets, and it gets slowly sucked no, into the freaking great. cauldron. That is terrifying. Yeah, not a super good way to go. But then uh, he's also responded, uh, uh, I was never really scared of him, but I know some people are. Uh, some episodes of Courage, it did spook him, and the one, he posted the gif of the uh, that one, Return the Slab dude. And... See, that, that, that was that was almost my answer because that scared the tar out of me when I was a kid. That scared me too, like really bad. There was a couple Courage episodes that completely messed me up. Uh, there was like there's that one where like there's like a violin 
like where the Kurt is like trying to find Mural in this like building, and like one of the doors is a little girl playing a violin, and it's like kind of calm and stuff like that. And then she turns around and it's like large March cl- claymation kind of thing, and that ruined me for a we, while. <laughs> we have to talk about Courage the Cowardly Dog at length sometime too, because it's my favorite Cartoon oh. Network cartoon, and I have so much to say about it, but we don't have time. I would I would uh, say I would say Courage was mine until like Steven Universe, but yeah, Courage is straight up the best. I love it. Yeah. Um and uh but that was all the responses from uh audiences. Uh Casey sir, Wow, a lot of responses, first? guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. seriously, it was great. Um really appreciate it. Since since my community quiet hours are coming up here, I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. So the Maybe I don't think this is that un- unconventional. I don't know if it was intended to be scary or not, but uh, the thing that came to mind after thinking about it for a while is the the Tolji Wood sequence from Alice in Wonderland. Do you guys remember Ooh. that at all? Which no, one? I get that. Oh, so, oh, I see. Uh, that freak you out because like yeah, well, like so like so. First of all, it's hard surrealism. It's a it's a section of Wonderland where all of the woodland creatures are made up of inanimate objects. And that, uh, for some reason, just kind of, like, I don't know if it's, like, a phobia or something, but the idea of, like, the idea of, like, all the inanimate objects around me being alive and conscious and stuff like that is just so unsettling. Like, just really, like, loomingly creepy to me. So basically, uh, watching Toy Story is like watching the Babadook for you. No, no, no. Like Toy Story is fun <laughs> because they they have like they 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 have an appearance like they have a humanoid appearance. Like if it if and they act and, like and, people and, and like that's why I said I might circle around to the Brave Little Toaster as well because I don't I feel like there's there's even an exception with that because like they're so uh, anthropomorphized you know to to the yeah. extent that they seem. Uh, to have like the the necessary human characteristics to no longer be creepy, or maybe they lack the animal characteristics. But like, there's something about the idea of a bird being made of a bird cage. Well, it's, yeah, like it's the, uh, the go ahead, there, Well, there are two ones of those scenes that I specifically remember. There's the uh, pencils, pen, pencil birds. Yeah, the pencil like birds, of- and that there's well, most of them are birds. There's a pencil bird. There's a shovel bird. Well, there's and then there's the. Bird. I I remember that the the birdcage bird eats another bird, and then the bird two shows other up birds in the bird actually. Oh yeah, two other birds, and they appeared in the birdcage. And that's the only other thing I remember from that section of the movie, honestly. I, but it's been a while, so who knows? I mean, we we treat our household objects rough. I mean, it's the potential for betrayal there. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. So like, I, I guess I guess yeah. So that that scene, because of its pure like surreal value, really just kind of got under my skin when I was a kid and I watched it yesterday because we were going to record today and I still hate it. <laughs> like today, I still hate it. Uh, what were what were you two going to say? Uh, Sirk, um, you go first. No, actually, you can go first. My, mine's sure? a bit out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with uh, something that's actually kind of something I didn't really expect anyone to... I, I kind of expected someone to say this, but... Uh, uh, the, I used to watch the Rugrats a lot as a kid, and there oh, was, I, there were a few episodes where there was some weird. Yeah, like they always had like Halloween episodes that were super creepy and about like kids' phobias, and they always like because here's the thing, the way Rugrats operated, they would do episodes about childhood fears, and you know what? That's fair. That's kind of interesting. But then like what they would do 
is they would like illustrate the phobias as if they actually would as a kid like how they kids imagine they would happen so just to make sure that they that you stay afraid of them into adulthood <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. really messed up like um the ones that specifically messed me up a bit where there was one that was a dust bunny episode and there was like weird because i think chucky had a dream or something and like he had a dream that like about like how there were dust bunnies under the couch and they were like wrapping their ears around him and then dragging him under the couch and stuff like that uh i remember that also remember that was one of the episodes that was 3d like you actually like had 3d glasses you could wear to watch it uh and then there was one about a bath drain that like about like how a kid got sucked down the bathtub and like that was angelica trying to scare chucky about taking a bath and uh <laughs> it was really really uh god I, I don't know why but that one also really messed me up too but the thing that probably spooked me the hardest was uh there was a episode about a monster under chucky's bed and like the way that they did it like they had like a whole prequel thing where like they had like Angelica again telling a story where a little kid is like uh like there's a kid just like the way they like the way they pan out, and they don't really. Oh God, I, I don't know how to explain it in a way that's. I'm gonna actually have probably Alex, Alex trying to like condense this because I'm struggling here. Uh, basically, there's a part where like the Jelka is telling a story, and the kid gets taken under the bed, and all we hear is like noises of being a cat, kid being devoured, <laughs> and then. There's a Chucky starts hearing a voice coming from under his bed, which is all in his head in the end. But like I thought, like hey, come under my bed, kid, and stuff like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> and then like, and it was like this really kind of messed up thing. And then Chucky finally looks under the bed, and then uh, he sees like a detailed drawing of a monster reaching out under him, reaching out to him, and that scares him, but it turns out that when the lights come on, it was just a sweater that was, like, shaped weird underneath his bed. But I remember, like, up until probably way too long that should have been stopped scaring me, uh, that, like, that really, really, like, messed me up to the point where, like, when that scene happened, I jumped every single time they go, because there's, there's also a really loud music steam when they do that, too. It's literally a jump scare. It's so messed up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Those those really... Ugh. Anyways, go ahead, Sir. What's your answer? Uh, well, I'd like to start off by saying, first off, that, that somebody mentioned Courage earlier in the, mm. uh, in the prompts. I'm really glad that Courage was around, because, like, even if it went to scary places, it was, it was like, a really good baby's first introduction to, like, spooky stuff. It was, well... Not even, like, a baby's first introduction to it. Like, I, I find that, like, a lot of adult horror it just kind of resorts to things like a gore and, like, really cheap, like, jump scare type things. Courage That's has true. kind of, like, a looming, just very, uh, like, well, like, I talked about how I find, like, really surreal concepts creepy. Courage is rife with those. Like, I, I'm not, like, scared by them, like, in the way that I maybe was when I was a kid when I watched them now. But I still watch them, and I, I feel like it's effective horror. I feel like it's, like, Lovecraftian horror without the racism. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, like, really good. 
I love, 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 love courage, and I could talk about it forever, but I won't. What was your answer, Cirque? Okay. Uh, can I just say something real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the Courage of Cowardly Dog was probably the first cartoon, like at least a television cartoon, that actually make, made me cry. <laughs> oh, There's no. a couple episodes that completely did that, for sure. Uh, but anyways, go on. Okay, so when I was first coming into this, I was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to say the album was a big old boy who doesn't afraid of anything when I was younger. I didn't, I was, yeah, there was some, there was some creepy stuff in, uh, Brave Little Toaster didn't really stick with me. There was some creepy stuff in Toy Story with the, uh, the, like, broken toys that didn't really stick with me. But then I realized that there was, in fact, one thing that stuck with me. It's a bit of a weird answer, but you guys mentioned Pee-wee's Playhouse, like, some point during this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a hundred episodes. You know that section in the beginning where it's going across the landscape to the house? Yeah. For some reason, as a kid, and, like, to this day, I'm really, really, like, made nervous by that. Like, it's the sense that everything's fake, and he's just living isolated in this one area surrounded by, like, basically nothing. I love this answer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, This is like like a psychological test. You were like me when I was a kid. Like, this stuff just, like, really, like, like, just... The, the things that people like I'm sure the I'm sure the people who created the show didn't have it in mind yeah god no but, they, but they, like they just but thought there's it was just a like this like, 30 second um, thing I kind of yeah, got yeah. the same feeling at the uh you know the loading screens for Spyro the Dragon where it's just that endless landscape that Spyro is flying over you, you know what wet dry world for me the yeah. the skybox in wet dry world but yeah like, yeah <laughs> Like, we, we have kind of the same thing going on, where it's just, like, stuff that isn't supposed to be creepy, but, like, when you when you worry about, like, the implications of something that you're not supposed to think about. <laughs> there's, like, there's like just basically, like, infinity to think about there, and yeah, it really kind of so, scared me. Well, here's the thing that's interesting for me, because whenever I see something like that, my imagination goes wild in the opposite direction, where I'm like, I want to go explore the rest of this. Like, when I look at the backdrop for Wet Dry World, or uh, specifically one that I think I was thinking about, is there's this one zoom-in shot in one of the Mario Party games, where I'm like, and like some of the Mario Party backgrounds in general, like you look at them, they're like super detailed, but you can see that they're like a vast areas, and all I want to do is actually explore those areas and you know, see what's like, out there. <laughs> like, like sometimes I agree with you. In Wet Dry World, I don't. It's really creepy because it looks like a bunch of people died, like in like some sort of Pompeian nightmare, like they get all sunk beneath the water and died. Uh, I don't know. Like it's uh, like the there's the segments in like uh, like Donkey Kong Country. With uh, with the uh, like I've made a tweet about this once where where I counted the number of Ferris wheels in the background of a single level of a of a Donkey Kong Country level with Ferris wheels and I was like what kind of fair has twenty eight Ferris wheels and I thought I was being really funny but like the, that's where that kind of came from is like the idea of like looking at the background of a video game that's supposed to just be an environmental feature and like taking that to its abnormal reality and that's what Cirque is doing here with with yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like, like 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 there's there's for me cuz like there are some examples that I really like like the only ones I could think of that actually did kind of spook me out was uh any sort of black void or white void those things kind of mess me up a bit. 
but I don't know. Like, uh, for me, like, I look at, like, Mario Kart, and, like, there's, like, those stages that are above cities and stuff like that, and they're, like, super vast, and you can see, like, houses in the distance. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those, I'm, I'm totally with you. And those ones, I'm like, oh, shit, it would probably be really cool to, like, explore that. But in mm. some of them, it's not that. In some of them, it's like, this is very unsettling. I guess. I, that's there's fair. some mountains that you don't go over. Yeah. Did you have anything know. else to say about that, Cirque? Because I'm, I'm yeah, really that's, curious. That's really yeah, about yeah. it. Pee Wee's Playhouse is actually. Like, have you guys watched that show as an adult? That's oh yeah. yeah I, that's my challenge to my listeners: watch one episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse in your adulthood. I like it's weird because at one at some points it's hard to watch, but I still love it. It's like no, it it takes on like a completely different context though. Like I, I'm not going to talk any more about it. That's just a recommendation. Watch a single uh, episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse as an adult, uh, and that's it. Well, that's my recommendation. It, it, just try it. My recommendation is watching the Pee Wee Crystal special because that's friggin' rules. Maybe I'll try that. No spoilers. That one, that one really, like that's the one I've seen the most recently. And uh, that as recently as about a year ago, I think. And that one was so good. Oh my god. Man, I, I have more to say about this, but I'm biting my tongue because we our recording is getting kind of long now. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're gonna... Another prompt. I actually wasn't necessarily prepared of one because I am not good at this, but I thought about one, and I'm not sure if it's a good one or not, but uh, whatever. Let's go uh, with it. What is your favorite episode of The Simpsons? That's a good prompt. No, that is a very good prompt. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's huh. like, because like, uh, I know that some people, like, I have a friend who really does not like The Simpsons at all, but uh, I uh, I really love The Simpsons, and there's a lot of episodes I could probably talk about. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, going to, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to, like, stew over this for the next two weeks while I think of my answer, because there are so many quality episodes of that show. I have to remember which episodes of The Simpsons I've actually seen. I would have to, like, I'm basically just going to have to, like, uh, look over my season collection. Because I have seasons 1 through 10 on DVD, so I'm going to have to look over those. Like, like, uh, after, at, like, as of the point you asked that question probably a minute ago, I've already come up with, like, seven or eight different answers <laughs> that might be the one I say. <laughs> so, like, oh, man. There's a so, lot like, of good episodes. Yeah, yeah. This is, I like, think this, uh, is, this is a good prompt. So, yeah, what is your favorite episode of The Simpsons? Everyone, think about that and write into us uh, uh, at, what is the email again? Well, there's there's ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. That's ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com, all one word. And you can also uh, send us an answer uh, on Twitter, which is at ToontownPublic, and you can also follow us there on ToontownPublic. Uh Let's see, what else? So uh, if you want to watch any of the cartoons uh, that we talked about this episode, you can check the show notes. Uh, I will do my best to make sure that I include uh, YouTube links as often as possible, uh, which so far has been 100%. Uh, I've been able to provide YouTube links, so it's uh, it's looking good for the future. Yeah. yeah, there was only one time where you had to replace one, I think. Yes, I wait. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, if you really want to help us out, like, uh, get more, more people listening to us, cause we love doing this and we would love to keep doing this. Uh, just the easiest way to do it is just word of mouth. Just, uh, telling your friends, Hey, you have a pop, you listen to podcasts, uh, you know, uh, 
just listen to this one, you know? We're just a bunch of weirdos talk about cartoons. It's pretty great. Uh, and, you know, just tell her you can. Or you could always uh, drop us a review on iTunes. Uh and also like rate us on iTunes because that also help us pubs. Yeah, I think basic- I think as of the last time I checked, at least we haven't had a single review on iTunes, and I think that uh, I think well, that, it says it oh, says something the effect of we don't have enough reviews to show or something. Like that. Which is fine. Like like uh, you know, like I I'm not trying to pressure you guys into writing about our show if you don't want to, but if you are a fan and you really do like it then writing an iTunes review is one of the most helpful things you can do to help a podcast gain some sort of traction. And I like would appreciate it. It's if not you just did. us talking, like talking loudly and wanting praise. It's like, it's yeah. straight up. It goes into the algorithm much more like, Hey, a lot of people are talking about this cartoon. We're going to have it show up in algorithms and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, the way that iTunes recommends podcasts to other people is based largely on reviews. So, you, and, you know, like it, it, it helps us like, like systematically if you were to do that but that's that's not me trying to pressure you <laughs> by all I means will say, i will say though uh the first person to give us a good review on uh on itunes i will read it out loud on the podcast yeah sure yeah i'll do that um so yeah rating review uh we the links for all of our stuff are on our twitter page like there's a pinned tweet that has our rss and uh all that stuff we're on uh we're on a lot of different things. I think we we still haven't done anything for Stitcher. I don't think yet. Uh, oh, you know, I, I'll I'll take care of that pretty quickly. Like I've I've got I've got a method now that should be able to get us into a whole mess of different uh, uh, different publishers for podcasts. Right. I'll make sure I'll make sure to get that taken care of. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you. We're, so we're gonna be You're pretty welcome. soon, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, but like I said, there's iTunes, there's our RSS feed, there's our website. Which there's is, your local grocery store. And of yes. course, there's, there's also ToontownPublicWorks.com, which has not been thoroughly worked on <laughs> per se. Some, someday we're going to have a, someday we'll have a proper website. Yeah, some, just, someday I'll, someday I'll, I'll get us, like, I'll, 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 I'll cook us up something really good. But right now, Toontown Public Works is a place where you can read the show notes watch the YouTube videos and listen to the podcast, which I think is a good start. So do okay. that. Thank um, you guys oh. so far for, for uh, supporting us. For the yeah. Song. Thank you so much. I want to thank Alex for doing the editing and sound mixing. Of this, yes. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Always. Thank Alex. You thank you so, so much. So much. Alex. Um, and I would also like to thank, uh, KC for drawing our, uh, our uh, logo that we have on our podcast, which we've never—I don't think we've ever talked about. I, I think, think you have in the about. first episode. You don't have to do, <laughs> but but it's great. Shucks, I love guys. it. Oh, but it gosh. Rolls. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough ego stroking. Yeah, no, uh, that's it. That's that's good uh, enough. I'm sated. Uh, uh, you you have you have satisfied me. Okay, fantastic. Uh, then I shall not give you any more praise ever again. Uh, Perfect. I am HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir, the cat. And these cartoons have been archived. Archived. I, I said that wrong. Weird. See, now that <laughs> works. Archived. That works. Archi- That's fine. We're, We're going to ch- chives and dip, and I'm going to eat those delicious cartoons. We did cartoons. it. Delicious. No, 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 no. All right, bye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye, bye. bye.